You're listening to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good stuff in the crossover. Good stuff in the open. Jay Foreman, appreciate you. Austin, appreciate y'all. We are just going through. I I want to say thank you because I was like, well, y'all could better keep going. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to mess that up. Don't want to yeah, get in the way of it. Don't want to get in the way of that. We've got to give away some Super Bowl squares. Uh, and I did ask Jay yesterday if he could come up with his Hall of Fame list for folks who should be in. At least in part of discussion, folks, who should be. And, and you can't, as I used to tell Tom Stevens, you can't be wrong, but you're absolutely going to be be right in whatever sure. you choose. Um, but we'll we'll for the first two people who answer the question on the text line, we'll give you a couple of squares. And remember, if you don't get squares this week, you can get them on Sunday. Just come to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Be there 430 because it's the first 100. That's it. The first 100 people get a square. And we got some goodies. We got some goodies. Hey, man, I had, had Willie Rowe send the, send, the, send the Chiefs jersey, man. Oh, you did? Did you know, Willie? You know, we're going to give I used to dodge him, man. Yeah, man, that – Talk about Silverback, man. That dude was that dude legit. Was, yeah, he was a real deal. That that dude is legit. He wore them glasses, too. It was a look, wasn't it? Like, it yeah. was It was really a look. Yeah, Willie was a real deal, man. You know, so we've got some good – you know, when you deal with the NFL Alumni Association, you know who the president is of the NFL Alumni Association. Ron Jaworski. We got a Jaworski jersey, signed jersey giveaway. Ron Jaworski still the best uh... – Still, when he when he was doing the uh, was a Dolphins game, right? Yeah, when he told the dude to throw it. And, and <laughs> that's when that's when that's when Jaworski got me hype. I like it. I was like, oh, you know what? I like that man. I like you, Ron. You know what I'm saying? I I look. Go ahead with your bad self. Underrated, underrated uh, as far as human beings too, and what he he fights for NFL alums behind the scenes. And he fights for the right stuff. Yeah. Like, he's not fighting for nonsense. He will actually stand up and help folks race. I know that he's helped pay medical bills. Um, off the record, he's done some golf events. Um, they usually accumulate a whole lot of signed stuff uh, for his golf events, and they run it through. So, here's the qu- here's the trivia question. First two people that answer it correctly will get squares. You guys ready? All right. What player has the most fumbles in Super Bowl history? What player has the most fumbles in Super Bowl history? Hmm. So they had to get there along the right? You had to get Somebody there. Had a bad you had, day at you, you had to, he this one was more than he got there, but the fact that he he really just he had a day. He had a bad day of putting uh, I can save you all. It is not Tom Brady. Uh, there's one. Um, so three six five zero. Oh, I need your name, man. I need your name. And then Scott, Scott coming through. Scott, we need your full name. And you know, go ahead and put it in there. Dang, I didn't even know it was him. The correct answer is the Dodger. Roger the Dodger yeah. Starback had five fumbles. Five fumbles. That. 
I didn't know that. He was getting hit. Man, he was taking <laughs> – pat, pat. <laughs> we'll have another question in the 5 o'clock hour, and we'll give away two more squares as well. Right, Jay? Like, that. that's, you know, that's a bit of a surprise. Right? That's a bit of a surprise. If I asked you what player has the most Super Bowl losses, the most Super Bowl losses, this is not where we're going to give away the two, but – I hate to say it, Jay Foreman, but he 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 resides with your favorite franchise. Uh, it'd be was a friend talking. Glenn Parker. Oh, Buffalo, yeah, yeah, that's right. Glenn yeah. Parker has five losses in the Super Bowl. Four with Buffalo. Who was the fifth? With the uh, Giants. That's right. And then Cornelius Bennett has five losses. Because he was with the Falcons. <laughs> and then Gail Gilbert. Who, who's that? Quarterback, Gail Gip, Gilbert. He was with the Bills oh, all of those count. years as the backup. The backup that don't count, and man. Then he then he went to the Chargers and lost another one. That's cold. <laughs> you got you to leave dudes like that alone, man. He, just, he had the best ride ever. Right. Well, this dude, this dude went to all, five Super Bowls. Got all them playoff checks, all that gear, and he ain't, he ain't busted great, man. He That's went like, to five. He had the, he had the market corner. <laughs> he, needs a, he needs an award himself. That new dude needs to write a book. Like of just look, I went to five Super Bowls and nobody how, knows how who I am. Super Bowl and by no- Gil Gilbert. Gilbert. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Text line, you are correct. I do love the fact that that was a Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. There's no, there's no untruth in that. Uh, Jay, we'll start the conversation and then we'll we'll cover last night's women's game. We'll talk about Super Bowl this yeah. week. We'll talk about Kyrie. Because they're all stories worth talking about. But I do want to dive into the Super Bowls, into the Hall of Fame story. And the aspect yeah. of it, because these are some of the best players ever. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's uh, You just never know. You always assume the guys that are were really, really good. Um, I remember, was it Larry Little, the offensive lineman for the Dolphins, right? Met him uh, at an NFLPA event or alumni event. And he was talking to me like my dad was in the in the Hall of Fame. And I was like, dog, he ain't in there. And he was, like, dumbfounded. I'm um, with you. <laughs> you know, when you think about the top five, of course, my dad's going to be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger Craig as well. Yep. Um, and then, you know, I always said Zach Thomas. I mean, he's a dude that uh, <laughs> when you look at him, he, he, he he's, he's there. Zach Thomas. I'm going to tell you somebody that was cold-blooded. Uh, I'm going to put asterisks by Sterling Sharp because of injury. But I think if Terrell Davis got in, Sterling Sharp should eventually get in. Now, I know Terrell Davis won two Super Bowls. But I'm going to tell you a dude that was cold-blooded. Two guys. Um, Ken Riley, who played 15 years for the Bengals. Love uh, Kenny Riley. Yeah, uh, which is uh, – he has 65 interceptions when he retired. Him and Lamar Parrish before yeah. Parrish left and came to D.C. And that was when David Fulcher and stuff like that, when they played San Fran the first yeah. year. But Ken Riley was the first – or not the first, but true – and when the Super Bowl got on TV, locked down corner. And then I'm going to tell you another guy, Lester Hayes. Hayes, Hayes made – A.K.A. the judge. He ruined one of my favorite Super Bowl Sundays because he and Haynes shut down now, the Smurfs. Yeah, yeah, the Smurfs were the Smurfs. I'm going to tell you somebody else, though, that should be getting in uh, was stupid athletic. Uh, two guys. Uh, obviously, Joe Jacoby should be should have been in. 
And I'm gonna tell you a guy well, that hold on. Let's 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 take a moment for Jay Foreman. Let's let's. let's how about well, I didn't know. I didn't hand know, for I Jay didn't, Foreman, everybody. I didn't, I didn't know Joe Jacoby wasn't in. I didn't know that. I didn't know it for a while. How is Joe Jacoby not in? Joe Jacoby should be in. <laughs> and um, when I think of like uh, guys like a uh, from the Atlanta Falcons, like Tommy Nobis, like I, like I'm a Nobis I'm a, line, a linebacker. He's a beast. Like a historian. I know Gradishaw should get in because he was cold blooded. I mean, he was the dude. He did it, he did it dirty. Yeah. He like he he yeah, was he's, a grunge yeah. worker. And so it's uh I mean it's a political game. Of course, I think Patrick Willis should get in. I think the really big snub of recent history has been Andre Johnson not getting in first ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, considering his longevity and what he did at Houston, um, the backing of the franchise, I was surprised he didn't get in. But hopefully, I think he'll get in this year. Uh, Patrick Willis, I think, you know, abruptly retiring, uh, I think sucked. I feel like he, you know, I know he had you know a little bit of injuries towards the end, but uh, he was flat out on stop. I think eight years. Every year he's been in the league, he was a Pro Bowler, and I think mm-hmm. he was All Pro seven and eight years. I mean, is I do is, is, real. is Sue is Sue a, a first ballot or later? What do you think? He probably, Does he get he in? Probably later. I think the thing that might, you know, the sack numbers. Um, I'm not sure. T- Tinglehoff's not in, right? Tinglehoff's not in. Yeah, he got in. He got in. He got he in got later. In, he, he got, got in, in later. Just recently, and the, but, but the thing is, he wasn't able to enjoy it because he passed away like uh, soon after that, and he had some brain issues. And that Fran Tarkenton did his Hall of Fame speech. Like Ron Yer, like that. That Ron Yerry's in. Well, you think about that group, right? Because they the conversation. I was at a panel in D.C. at the Player of the Year Awards, and they had Alan Page, Carl Eller, uh, Jim Marshall, uh, uh. and they had Tinglehoff, and they had Ron Yeri, uh. and I forget who the the, the the Vikings had another inside guard who they oh, had. Oh yeah, like Ed White. He was Ed White. Probably, Ed White. It was Ed White because uh, White was coaching in San Diego and yeah. he came through, and they spent an hour talking about practice. Because when you have Tinglehoff, White, Yeri talking about going in high repetition against Eller, Page, Marshall, Page, Gary Larson, Gary Larson yeah, like, Jim Marshall, yeah. yeah, he said, listen, <laughs> they would do this thing where they would put the best side of the defensive line against the best side of the offensive line, and then they would flip them. And they were like, nah, wait, wait. Like, no, we, <laughs> we're not fresh. That's Carl Eller. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah, they, they, they had, <laughs> I mean, they had some guys. I know Jim Marshall gets a little bit of love and stuff, but I think Jim, he, just, he had longevity, didn't have the, the stats. Um, another guy that was a little bit after that, I think he modernized. Uh, he was the first real big, huge safety that could cover was Joey Browner. When you look mm-hmm. at his stats, talked about Steve Jordan. There's tons of guys, and that's why I say they need to really re- redo it. I know guys, you know, I think some of the guys, like, you know, I love Dion. Um, you know, I think he'll, he's going to do a phenomenal job up at Colorado. He's done a phenomenal job everywhere he's done, you know, everything he's done, especially business-wise and all the other stuff. But I think sometimes these newer guys that get in forget about the guys that paved the way for them to get in, and then they act like they have ownership. I'm talking about, like, the Chris Carters and those guys. Like, Dion revolutionized the game. Lawrence Taylor revolutionized the game. Mm-hmm. Chris Carter didn't revolutionize the game. He was the he was he was the, he was the stop route king on a crappy team. Now I'm not taking anything away from him, but I'm talking about like a Randy Moss revolutionized the game. I'm talking about those type of guys. And I always look well, at well, I, I always look at it like I heard Chris Carter saying one thing: if you can't, if you if you go through a ten year period and your name isn't mentioned, which Chris Carter's is, so he should be in there. 
then you should be in there. So then when you, when you think about Roger Craig, you think about my dad, you think about Zach Tom, those are the dudes you mentioned because those are the guys that are running. Well, late. but but this is the, this this is where the plot. So can you tell the history of the sport or the right. game without talking about this person? Right. And there are people that fall in that that Chris Carter conversation because I remember a conversation with him and Andre Bad Moon Rising, uh, Sterling Sharp, Gary Clark. And they were having the conversation around John Madden. And Madden said, what y'all need to understand is what's cyclical is the stylish thing. Right. The quality thing lasts forever. And he goes, I hate to tell you, but of all of y'all, I take the little dude, Gary Clark, first. He said, right. because he's the one you can't replace. All of y'all are the same. That little dude is the toughest football player on in the league. Yeah. And people yeah. don't talk about Gary because he wasn't chic. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't and stylish. And the thing is, like when you look at it, like Chris Carter getting in. Well, if Andre Johnson didn't get in right away, Chris Carter got in probably too soon. Right. But Chris Carter jumped in when you're on TV. That's the thing. It's like you're on TV. So if you have two guys that uh, okay, like let's just take for instance like Ed White, right? Uh -huh. who's, who's a phenomenal painter, by the way. Yeah, you oh, would never go think, to his house, and he got would, a house full of snakes. You would never think a guy that oh. I love Uncle Ed. That's why I, 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 that's why I call him Uncle Ed. But he's great, right? So just take Ed off the beaten path, ended his career with the Chargers, gr phenomenal player on one of the best teams ever. Or I mean, not, not best teams ever, but the Vikings and stuff. Take him, and then take uh, another Ed White and put him on TV. The guy that gets on. If he was Dan Deardorff, right? He's in. Like, He's in. Deardorff got in because of TV. He's in. Deardorff wasn't a better – as a matter of fact, Deardorff and, and Conrad Dobler got it because they were supposed to be the two nasty guys. But they played for the St. Louis Cardinals. That were and, garbage. And just – like, right. that is the worst, most talented team in the, in NFL right. history. A team that had Jim Hart, uh, Jim Otis at fullback, who was a constant – and then, they, and then they – Mel then Gray, they, the original Mel Gray, yep. outside Mel a receiver. Mel Gray 1.0. Like Pat Tilly, uh, the big tight end from the the big brother that ran tight end. Yeah, and then and then a defense EJ like, Junior. Yeah. My goodness, like, like how did the Cardinals? But that. they were in the NFC East, and they had like boy look. You won't get no, you won't get no shorts to get. <laughs> like there was nothing. We'll we'll go into the conversation because there is a receiver that was mentioned the other day, as at one time being the best receiver in football but we don't talk about him. I'll bring that guy up and we'll come back to that on Old School.